Regular listeners to this podcast, even irregular listeners, may or may not remember that for the past few weeks, I've invited some of my favorite guests to come into the Artichoke Cafe while I have a window between surgeries. I'll still make episodes, don't worry about that, but for a while they'll be via Skype or something like it. Today I'm happy to have Ramsey Embick here with me. You may know him from his jazz piano playing and composing, and his soul and Latin piano playing and composing and band leading. He spent a long time in Los Angeles where he worked with dozens of people you've heard of, including the Pointer Sisters, even Michael Jackson. I want to ask him a million questions about this and other things because he's always clever and he's quirky. Welcome back, Ramsey Embick. Say that again. My recording career pretty much started with a four-track cassette player. Wow. Tascam. Four-track cassette players were, were rare. Well, in the 80s? I did a lot of work on a Sony TCD-5M. I still have mine. So do I. Wow. Does it I, work? Yes, indeed. Where do we get them repaired? I have no idea. Oh. I and I was I was doing a radio show at the time and it was all field produced. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. very active. It was a sports show. It was one of the Orioles pregame shows. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I beat the living shit out of that thing. Yeah. And I had those mics for that you could you could pound nails with. I forget the name of it. They're called SM58s. If you say so. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah. w- welcome to the cafe. I am glad to be here. Yes, and uh, I just had to push that little chromium switch. Indeed, happy to see you. And uh, we could start recording, which we did. Yes. And thankfully, uh, unlike most of these, we did not have a long conversation before we started rolling. Oh, yes. So I don't have to go, you know what we were talking about before we started, because I hate that. Right. Reiterate. No, we'll just iterate instead of re. Right, right. Anyway, so how are you doing? I'm I'm doing well. Yeah. Um, Yeah, things go up and down, and then, then things happen that are... That compensate, and and go better. Mm-hmm. You know, I I uh, recently we had some changes in the band. It's funny, I I kind of live and die mm-hmm. by my last performance. Of course. Or or um, it used to be where I would get up in the morning and not feel complete until I got the piano to sound like I wanted it to, <laughs> which meant that I was actually playing it to get it to sound like that. Um, so yeah. How does then, that work? I, you just play it, and then you, it's like almost you're massaging it, and then you play it, and then okay, that's that sounds yeah okay. I'm and it reacts. This. Well, no, it it just it just starts to you get warmed up, and it starts to sound the way you want it to, you know. Huh. I don't, you know, it's sort of that. No, that I I'd have to say that's kind of an interest because I you, you, when you're playing jazz, you don't really have a preconception as much. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you'll have a framework. I mean, I. I don't know if I thought about talking to you about this, but um, you know, one of the things that I do that it must be art because <laughs> no one buys any of it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> no commercial value whatsoever. <laughs> um, but uh, not not unlike a lot of really good jazz, you know. Right. Um, is is right. I don't know if anyone. I mean, there is jazz that actually sold a lot of units, but there's a lot of it that's really good that um, didn't. And most of those records are for motion, and they they're not financially 
responsible for doing anything for the artists that made them. Right. Or and or the record companies. Uh-huh. You know, Blue mm-hmm. Note and Prestige and all that. Yeah. They um, made money. Yeah, they do now. But you know, Blue Note actually they, they it was described as as a um kind of welfare. <laughs> <laughs> This is not my. This is not. This is not something that I made up, but it was. Yeah, it was kind of like welfare, um, for you know musicians. I mean, you know that was like there was a mission. The mission wasn't to um, be like Clive Davis, you know, uh-huh. and 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 turn people into megastars, which obviously yeah. kind of that's a lot of what he did. But um, interesting. One of my best friends was a recording engineer that worked for Blue Note some time ago. And he was charged with um, sort of making the records be sellable to a wider audience, <laughs> which is actually part of the reason why we get to hear, I guess, what people, soul jazz is, I think, what, what they call smooth it. Smooth jazz. No, no, not smooth jazz. This is oh. much earlier than oh, that. Oh, gotcha. Um, like who, for instance? Well, um, like Les McCann? Les McCann was already there. He was on Atlantic also. You're right, but he was already there. He yeah. that that's what he does. Yeah. Somebody yeah. didn't have to coach him and and tell him what to play and what not to play. Do you know the piano player that um oh, let me see uh um there's a piano player that lived in Idaho. Um Really? Very famous, yes. He he lived in uh out Boise or someplace anyway. Jeez. Um yeah, very famous guy. Um sold a lot of records. Hmm. He he was on Blue Note. And and he was, you know, he's kind of like a bluesy guy, you know. Uh-huh. How come I can't remember his name? This is horrible. Um, he played like the fellow that um, played in the Crusaders. Oh, yeah. Sounded like that guy a bit. Yeah, Joe uh, Sample. Played a lot. Yeah, sounded like Joe Sample. Yeah. I I have a lot of regard for Joe. Yeah. Uh, the other fellow, um, um, I'm sure he's wonderful, but um, I don't know him at all. Um, but, yeah, they were, he was kind of coached. You're going to play funky jazz. You know, not unlike Swiss movement. Uh-huh. You're right, yeah. Uh-huh. But it would have been later, yeah. You know, seventies, yeah. Um, but huh. yeah, that was one of the one of the things they just decided that they were going to make records that sounded like soul jazz. You know, stuff like Herbie Hancock did with Watermelon Man. Sure. Don't know if he was ever coached with for that. I think uh-huh. he kind of took the idea. But that was Buno was kind of welfare. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, that's sort of a disgraceful thing to say, but. Yeah. Um, they wanted to make records that they could sell, so uh-huh. they they coached their artists to well, make something a little funky, you know, um, huh. not to necessarily be a sellout, but make something that would, you know, have a more widespread audience. You know, that was the whole thing, and now it's viewed as like one of the really cool aspects of jazz. Oh, totally. You know. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's, it's definitely a thing. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's. You know, it's it definitely moved away from Thelonious Monk and yeah, and um, my favorite things <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, into uh, you know like the the Boogaloo beats, you know the Boogaloo yes. stuff, all that. What do you think Boogaloo is? Um, it's a well, it's it's kind of like a beat uh-huh. that's precursor to hip hop because it's it's got yeah. a lope to it, uh-huh. um, and. Um, 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 what's a, what's that one? Um, going to a go go yeah. is is one of the real first boogaloo kind of things. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's it's a dance move, and it's a um, not the not the Smokey Robinson going to a go go. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah. early on. Uh huh. Um, yeah, and and that's you know that's all. I mean, you know that 
back in those days, th- there wasn't a big um, red line or high fence yeah. between, um, you know, a lot of R&B guys were jazz guys and a lot of jazz guys were... <laughs> McCoy Turner, after the train thing hit the road or hit the dirt, fell, you know, mm-hmm. fell off the planet after a train passed, he, was, he played with Mike and Tina. Sure. Okay, we know that. Yeah. Sure. I'm sure. sort of... Well, that um, stuff always is... I'm kind of glad I didn't. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Just, Why? Because yeah. of Ike? Uh, yeah. Ah. Yeah, a lot of... Yeah. Did you ever have any interaction with him? No, but we followed them around. What do you mean? We played the same places ah. in the 80s. Oh, so you heard all the stories. There were... Yeah, there were not lots of stories, but there were enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of like if it was... What was it... If it wasn't nailed down, don't expect it to be here when they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually do any work in at Bollock, Ike Studio? Where uh, Ike Studio, Bollock? Oh no, 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 no. Okay. No. Where was that? Where was that? In was, L.A. In L.A. Inglewood. In Inglewood. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I worked at a studio that was out back behind Fox Hills Mall, <laughs> which is a little north of that. Yeah. Um, but um, no, that no. One of my first gigs was um, on on the peninsula, Balboa uh, um, Island. Balboa, uh-huh. de- yeah, long drive in the morning. Wow, what'd you do there? Uh, <laughs> I played on a Carl's Jr. commercial. Did you? Yeah. Wow. That I never heard. Oh. But um, the guys that ran the studio, they called me because I was in there making a record um, with friends. Um, and the only thing I think I could say good about it is that 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 um, well, it was fine. The fellow, it, it was Morris Alpert. Okay, really. But the the, the wait a minute, what was this big hit? Mm, All by myself? No, no. Uh, <laughs> feelings? Oh, how, yeah. Was Please feelings? don't remind me. Do you want to hear the story? You want to hear the story? Yeah. Well, um, Morris is a nice fellow. Very very well off. Um, because of that lovely song, uh-huh. it was feeling so, right? Yeah, yeah. he's a Brazilian fellow. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yeah, his name is not Morris Alpert. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, somehow I think I have his name written down somewhere. But yeah, he's a nice guy. And but um, the group of musicians that made the previous record mm-hmm. were um, like. Patrice Russian wow. and um, what's his name, drummer? Uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm horrible with names. Um, uh, Narada anyway. Michael Walden? No. Uh, Somebody like him? Harvey Mason. Oh, yeah. yeah would have been on it. Yeah. Wow. I think, yeah, because I looked at the thing. He and, was a major and, cat. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty good drummer. Um, the, the, uh, and, and he also Morris wrote some good songs. He wrote, he wrote songs for George Benson and, and huh. some other people. He's a good uh-huh. songwriter. Uh-huh. Um, but we, um, he decided he was going to go on the road and sing live. And that was like the first time he'd ever <laughs> done that. Wow. And, um, we drove up to Denver and had a lot of fun and well, not that much fun, but we had fun. <laughs> um, it, you know, it wasn't horrible, but, um, he had a good sense of humor, you know, and, um, Anyway, so we're 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 uh, we go out on stage and we start the show and the show's going okay and then he turns around in the middle of the intro to feelings and he literally we had to start the song over because he forgot the words. No. Yes, I'm not 
telling you the truth. <laughs> How is that possible? This is only I, I a hit. Know, I know, I know. I never... know the whole audience is singing in unison with him, of course. And, and, yeah, yeah. So that was that was the one and only performance we played for like a week, you know. <laughs> and and actually, what was funny is is the week after us, I think that was the Rainbow Room, was Pat Benatar, and I'm going, God, it would be so much better to play with her. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, um, wow. And you were playing keys yeah, on the gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, I, know, I mean, it's, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't even know if I could forget the words to feelings. And it's not, no, it's, it's yeah. not a beloved song in my life. No. 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 It's, I mean, it's right up there with. Um, well, but lots of people loved it. Yeah, they did. And, you know, it actually, other than it, it's just so sappy, <clears throat> it's. It's actually kind of nicely put together, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of got yeah. a little complicated form, and the chords are kind of like autumn leaves, and they're, <laughs> you know. It's just that, you know, the, everybody comes out of the woodwork on New Year's Eve, and can you guys play feelings? Except now everyone's forgotten it, thankfully. Yes. We've moved on to other things. That other are, sappy things. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I played something on the radio this week. I can't remember what it was, but it was it was. Oh, I know it was. Uh, don't, I don't know much by Linda Ronstadt and and Aaron Neville. Remember that song? Oh yeah, that, well, that's great good. song. It was a great song. Yeah, it's however, done. however, yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. But uh, and and, and I, I I call it sappy, unless you're in love. It is a little sappy. Yeah, unless you're in love. Yeah. In which case, it's a work of art. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a work of art anyway. No. But especially if you're in love. Well, yeah, it, it'll make you cry. If, if, you, yeah. if you dig into it, it'll just do the same thing as yeah. the song from the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which, I don't know. The other thing I like about that is, is, is uh, it's the song, go, they go through the song and, you know, Celine Dion is, is absolutely incredible. But, um, but then you get towards the end of it and it does this, this key change. Uh-huh. And, of course, it goes south, uh-huh. like the boat. Yes, <laughs> you know, and it, the key change is just—it's lovely. You know, it goes from from, from A major to F minor, uh-huh. which is just—you know—you'd normally go to F sharp minor, you know, uh-huh. relative minor. And he goes down another half a step, and then <laughs> he goes down to D flat, and it's just—it's <laughs> not exactly a sinking feeling, but you definitely do go deeper. <laughs> um, I don't. Anyway, now she didn't write that, did she? No, it's James Horner. Oh, okay. Yeah, the guy with okay. the airplane that yeah, yeah, ceased yeah. to function at one point, which, um, huh. yeah, some of the movie music he did was really cool. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I don't so know. So you think Morris is still getting checks, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you, well, he doesn't need checks. I mean, <laughs> 30 million units or something. He out, we were with him, and he brought in the billboard to the magazine, mm-hmm. to the, sorry, about the magazine or something, about, and, and he had outsold uh, White Christmas that week. Wow. Which is kind of sad, but, um, um, but you know, not for him. I mean, you know, he's, he's, yeah, so. Again, if you're in love. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I, I think. Or new, put it another way, if you're newly in love. If you're newly in love, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are those songs that one doesn't like. Yeah, just, <laughs> do, do, I mean, do I really have to play that again? But Feelings definitely was sappier than I don't know much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much sadder. Well, Linda was divine. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and Aaron Neville, for Christ's sake. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. Well, I've, there's that stuff that, there's the jazzy stuff that she did. Yeah. You know, the stuff that came after 
um, songs for my father. Right. Uh, and she never gets props for the stuff she did with Philip Glass. Philip Glass used her a lot. Bob didn't even know that. Well, yeah, there, yeah, there I got a problem. Yeah, so, wow. there's one, uh, the, the, the uh, one thousand airplanes on the roof. That 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 uh, that album. She's all over that. Well, I gotta go check it. He out. did an album of vocals with people like the Roaches and. Uh, <laughs> no, they were they were perfect. He was yeah. an absolute perfect uh, um, use yeah. of the Roaches. Maybe the best use of the Roaches yeah. ever in history. Yeah. Uh, and and she's on. She does a couple of songs on that album too. Oh well, no, I think I think she's <laughs> terrific. The, the the she does the the um um the the theme song from uh, what's his name the Vegas piano player uh, uh, Liberace. Oh, <laughs> his his theme song you played every trip. She just kills it. And yeah, of course yeah. it's um it's it's not you know I mean because she did some work with Neil Hepty, but she worked uh-huh. with a fellow from New Zealand. Whose name I'm not going to be able to remember. That's um, okay. But he's a wonderful <laughs> piano player. He comes here and plays at the, at the piano store. Really? Right up the yeah, right across the street. Huh? Yeah. How about that? I'll think of his name in a second. Hmm. Oh, but he. Uh, Do you ever get to go in there and play? Just play? At the piano store? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, um. There. Yeah. Well, there's been good people over there. I mean, just if you feel like going in there and playing those pianos. Yeah. Because yeah. um, you have a Steinway, don't you? Yeah, there's not a lot of real impetus for me to go to a piano store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did, you know. Um, it's still there up, up on, in your living room? Yeah. yeah Same that, place it was yeah, 12 yeah. years ago when um, I did that TV story with you? Yes, indeed. Huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite, a, quite an instrument. That must be very comforting to know that it's there. It is, it's it it is, it, but it's a kind of spendy because you don't want to have well, an instrument yeah. like that and not have it in perfect shape. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you tune it yourself? Or oh, do you, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just asking. No, it's possible. I'll tune Fender Rhodes. Yeah. you know, like the you know, I'll do like 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 uh, Epid Atwater. So I used to have a nice little uh-huh. Yamaha. It was oh, high, yeah. one of the higher quality little ones. Yeah, Atwater, like a C two or C one or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, Atwater's was great. Oh God, it was lovely. Yeah, and that thing was relentlessly out of tune. Oh, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'd go and touch it up before I play every time, and then the, the following week, I'd finally go out. Um, I don't know who played it. That played, well, I did because we we're playing Latin music, so I was pounding it. But it, I mean, it. Yeah, I'd, of course, I, I could touch. T- basically, I wouldn't retune it, but I'd touch it up. Take me a half an hour. Uh-huh. But no, I wouldn't touch my piano with, with it. No. Huh. No, no, I'm not. No, uh, the, the person you have working on it has been working on it for a long time. Yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. So, I had two different guys, and both guys I'm actually happy with. Um, but um, kind of fell out with the first fellow, even though yeah. he's, he's very, very, very musical guy. Yeah, great tunings. So how, how do you feel when you when when he's done uh, tuning it, and then you get to sit down and play it and completely in tune? Okay, so um, there's a place. In northern uh-huh. Michigan, uh-huh. and the lake is a mile across, and I thought it was seven miles long, but it's not. It's only three and a half miles long. <laughs> so if you wake up at six o'clock in the morning, and uh, kind of walk out, it's dawn, and you see a mile of glass, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding you. Yeah, it's like a mile of glass. Wow, it's totally reflect. I mean, it's like. 
Okay. And then you, then you put, it's almost like you put your big toe in it uh-huh. and then these circles start, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. and they go yeah. for a mile, which presumably would take at least an hour. Right. It's like that. Wow. It's, it's untouched. Yeah. When you, when you, yeah. When you get a, a concert tuning. It, yeah. Well, that's, that's what this is about. Yeah. You, you, what, you don't a piece of paper. No, it's a list of the next solo project. Really? Yeah. And what is that? Well, I came up with this goofy name, All Things Being Equal, uh-huh. which is, no, things are not equal. <laughs> things are never equal. <laughs> not, not even close. <laughs> so it's kind of a play on words. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I, I spent, the fellow that I use, I'll just say Marshall Anderson, he's a marvelous guy. He's, he's my age, and he's so good. Um, it, it will, it will literally, yeah, it'll be pristine. It's like, it's, you know, walking into a, I don't know even what to tell you, you know, kind of like the, the, the final scene in, in, in Space Odyssey where mm-hmm. everything just stops, you know, and you're in yeah. this room and you got, you don't even know what's there, right. you know, like, like the same thing. If you put your finger in, in the uh-huh. touch the floor and all of a sudden, you know, you've disturbed it, but you don't know what you've <laughs> disturbed because it's not even it's not even, uh, you know, you can't even tell what it is. Yeah. You know, it's not even visible. There's no nothing, you know. It's just like, you know, you put your toe into the lake. Of course, I can't resist going swimming when I, but even with waves. But right. <laughs> um, but anyway, you put your toe in it and you see the, the ringlets. They yeah. just go, it, it's yeah. Yeah, undisturbed and, and unbelievably magnificent. Yeah, there's nothing like it. Huh. And, yeah, that's a real concert touring, which are rare. Yeah. You know, I, it's, you have to know what they are. Uh-huh. Um, and they're usually done twice, and it uh-huh. usually takes a long time. And um, so, what's on this album? Well, um, I brought the list because I'm horrible with names, as we've already discovered. Um, <laughs> I'm worse. All th- <laughs> I just can. I've all things to- being equal is one of the songs. Yeah. And who's that by? Me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I I gave up. I actually at one point I came up with another song for the another title for the song. Uh-huh. And, 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 oh, that's so easy to remember. Of course, the following day, I couldn't remember it. <laughs> and so I just, you know what? I'm just going to call the whole record All Things Being Equal uh-huh. and then leave that the name of the song. Okay. Yeah, so, we, yeah, so we'll just yeah. do that. So, it, yeah. That. And this is all solo piano? It's solo piano. Ah, what number else? four. What else? What else? Well, I did another version of Remark You Made. Oh, my God. What a, what a wonderful tune. Oh, geez, yeah. Um, that's uh, one uh, of my favorite. It's probably, I don't know, it's one of the more musical. It's one of the hardest tunes to play. How do you deal with Jocko's part in that, in a solo piano context? I've played the song for 20 years. <laughs> a lot of those 20 years, I've played it every day. <laughs> um, many, some day, I mean, you know, it's like, like five, five hours a day for months, you know. Wow. And you allow, you allow the, um, you know, you, you, you allow your fingers to teach your heart you know, where it, where it belongs. Cause you, you, you know, you know where the song goes and then you have to make music out of it. And, 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 and piano is piano. You can make three voices work. That's pop mm-hmm. fugues, mm-hmm. but it is a little more complicated than that though. Yeah. You know, that's something I wanted to ask you about. And it's something I've asked many, many, many musicians about. Most of them have no clue. A couple have had some clue is how does music get from your head to your heart to you throughout your fingers? Have you ever figured that out? Well, um, actually, I played. Yeah, there's two. I got two examples. Uh-huh. Um, you know, because you know, I 
envision myself as a jazz pianist, right? You know, among other things. Yeah, we'll um, get to that. Other yeah, things. Yeah, but um, okay. So the story with a remark you made, um, uh, I used to play it with Dave Mills, um, uh-huh. Carlton Jackson Big Band. Yeah, and you know they were wow, man, it's so cool to have somebody that knows something about Weather Report. And I'm yes. going, oh, all right, because I always liked Weather Report. Sure. Um, and um, yeah. Anyway, um, so I worked on it, and I actually did record it, and I put it on a previous record, and um, it was an accomplishment. You know, I got the song uh-huh. to kind of do what it does. Yeah. You know, and it really, it, you know, it, it, you'll hear it. It, it, you know, when they play it, it kind of reaches out to you and just kind of grabs a hold of you. I got it to do that. But with the big band. With it, no, this is my previous. This is my okay. this is my solo version okay. that I put gotcha. on the last. Gotcha. One. So this gotcha. one here. Um, it's my wife's favorite tune, kind of mm-hmm. ish. Not quite, but yeah. there's a couple other songs. Yeah. But um, and I did the same thing with her favorite song. Mm-hmm. So um, with Remark, um, you know, she she she's a pianist, but she doesn't have the same relationship as myself. And I think a lot of guys that are pros are the same as this. Where mm-hmm. if there's music in the in the grocery store. Yeah. I forget the list and listen to the music. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm you know if if it's a song I'm not sure of, I'm I'm writing the chords down in my head <laughs> so that I know how the song goes as we you yeah. know as I leave the store. Yeah. Basically, lo, lo, you know, left half the groceries in the store. <laughs> you know, I know the song, but don't have the, the mission has been demolished. Yeah. Well, okay, so she doesn't have that issue. She can listen to music when she does her work. Uh-huh. So, um, but for me, it's it's that. So. Um, she asked me to play something, and I said, "Well, I'll just play your favorite song." Uh-huh. Boy, we—I just missed a thing because you were going to hear profanity there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fortunately, so I sit down, yeah. and and the mics were set up because I was working on something, and I, well, let me turn them on. So I turned them on, you know, and you don't want to think about it, and, uh-huh. and so I just started playing it, played a little intro, and then went into it, and I wasn't playing it for myself. Uh-huh. I wasn't playing it for a record. Uh-huh. I was playing it for her. Yeah. Because when she, you know, actually she kind of goes to sleep when I play the piano, which is kind of convenient because the piano's located yeah. underneath our bedroom. Yeah. Uh, in the in the living room. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I get into the tune and and I'll, I'm not me. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not part of it. You know, so it's just it's coming from me, but uh-huh. it's not me. So, so there's no, I don't, I'm not requiring anything of me. You know, it's not a contest. Uh-huh. It's not a competition. It's not, can I get it right? Um, it's just coming out of me. And um, I got all the way to the end of it and I'm going, oh my goodness, here's a take. But I've wow. been there before because uh-huh. I'll do that. This is going to be a take, even though I didn't think. Uh-huh. You got to go, okay, panic, you know, because I've only got four <laughs> more bars to go. And all I need to do is screw it up at that point or right. eight or 10 or whatever. Right, right. So, yeah, I get to the end and, and, and uh, it's done. And I, I just blew my mind. And because I wasn't part of it, that was the take. How can you say you weren't part of it since, but well, since it, you're there playing it? There was no conscious of like, I need to do this uh-huh. or, okay, uh-huh. a better description is because I've been lush life uh-huh. since the, oh, look, 78. Wow. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, what, 40 years or something. Yeah. yeah. On a regular basis, 
you know, um, always trying to get inside the song. Mm-hmm. Um, finally dissected the lyrics, listened to Billy Strayhorn a little bit on it. And um, I was always trying to go, oh, let me make the hippest song sound the hippest. Oh. You know, so I'd throw yeah. a lot of stuff in it, and yet still trying to make it sound as musical as I could. So uh-huh. I had this kind of opposing, you know, you know, make it the hippest and make uh-huh. it the most musical and yeah. still make the song say. Because it's uh-huh. a jazz song. You're in a jazz environment. You know, people are, you know, day drinking, um, <laughs> which I think is sort of an odd phrase. Yeah. So anyway... Um, it was always a contest to be like the hippest version. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, because I play a really hip version of it. Yeah. Um, you know, not quite as hip as Chick Corea's, which the, his, his is really hip. Uh-huh. It's like an athletic event. <laughs> um, and I'm going, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Um, you know, he just play a solo on yeah. a really beautiful record of his um, expressions. Anyway, uh, so I sit down and it's no longer a contest. And fortunately, I had the mics on. Uh-huh. And... Um, I, I played it and 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 I, it was, um, you know, there's that thing at the end of the first part of the intro, the, the you know the verse, and 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 jazz, you uh-huh. know, it's like you, you know you're drinking, uh-huh. during, you know, um, yeah. anyway, I forget the words now, but anyway, I knew them, and and then the last little punchline of it, and jazz, and then you uh-huh. go back and play the intro, you know, the core, the the verse again before uh-huh. you actually start the song, and and I would I would just hang on that knowing that there was a vocal somewhere that was uh-huh. that the piano was executing for you yeah and then i proceeded to play the song and i was not a part of it in other words there was no ego there was no requirement it's not going to be the hippest of anything i'm just going to embody that thing where um fortunately there's none of those uh, the machines that make the noise that you put the money in <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Great description. There's none of that, and I get done with the song, and there's no ego. It's the song is, you know, I rendered the song, yeah. and and when I do that, I mean, I was thinking the piano is is almost, if not the ideal accompaniment instrument. Uh-huh. You know, solo piano and solo voice. Well, when I play solo piano, the, there, you'll hear a voice. In other words, yeah. there's a voice that I'm playing yeah. that's in addition to the, the accompaniment that I'm playing with that voice. So, uh-huh. so there's always, kind of always hearing that there's a vocal in there somewhere. Huh. And, um, and, and yeah, I was able to accomplish that in, in Lush Life that, that, is, that is on the previous record. Um, extended Shelf Life is, is very much, it's, I'm, I think I'm answering your question, but it's, it's it's it doesn't have a contest uh-huh. you know it's not the hippest version uh-huh. it's like the most um honest yeah honest lush life yeah yeah it's like lush life you know like yeah. you know when you find about his his life and uh-huh. um uh-huh. those were times are different tough, yeah tough yeah for a person like him for especially for a person like him yeah yeah um they're still tough for people like him but um right. Yeah, and and, and Plus, I, I, I can excuse him for you know if he did a little bit of day drinking, yeah, and came up with that song. Although I understand he came up with that song early on in his career, huh. but um, huh. I could be wrong. Huh. But that's the idea: is to, you know, sometimes you just get up and you just go crazy and uh-huh. you know go play real fast and you know. So how close is this album to being finished? I gotta get. I have to do the paperwork. No, oh. I have to. All I have to do to is is is. Um, well, I guess that's your four-letter word, doo-doo. <laughs> 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 that's the stutter. Um, 
you know, I got to I got to make sure that everybody gets paid, yeah. including myself. Yeah. You know, and then and then. Yeah. So is it possible to, for us to get a taste? Um. Well, my house is only four blocks away from here. No, I mean the people who are listening to, to this. Oh, I don't. I don't. Ha- I don't have a version of it. Oh. And I wouldn't. It wouldn't be proper to play anything but what is my own. Um. Okay. But um. No, this will. This. Yeah. No, it's just a shame that I don't have have it. You know, because you do a yeah. radio show, you should have something to play. Right. No, that'd be great. There's nothing from this album Wiki could give us a taste of. Um. I don't think I have it anywhere. Oh. I could tell you what's on it. No. Oh, I mean, each one of these songs has a cool story. I mean, is, the file some, is there a file somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you could send uh, yeah. that I could put in this. Well, we got to, they, 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 well, I guess, I don't know. If, if you play it on the radio. This is not the radio. This is a podcast. It's a podcast. Yeah. Well, what about the copyrights? What if, you're, what if you play someone else's song? Like, there are only two songs of mine on it. Well, let's use one of yours. Well, then someone could steal it because it's not copywritten. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well. I keep saying I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, you know, you get done with the record and then, well, the other thing is, okay, so. Um, but people have to hear it. I know people have to hear it. I know. <laughs> they will. They will. All right. It'll be available. Okay. Yeah, it'll be available soon. Sometime before I die. Uh <laughs> Probably around the time of Cathedral Park. Okay. Jazz Fest. Okay. You know, but the, t- the paperwork is daunting. But I just got to get busy with it. But your soul band is playing at Cathedral uh, Park Jazz Fest, yes, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah it and is. the name of the, of the band is? Bridge City Soul. Bridge City Soul. Three words. Two words. Two Bridge words. Bridge City, one word. Bridge City is Soul, one, soul second a second word. word. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very, 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 very happy with the program. I've been happy. With, I'll make myself happy, but uh, I mean, I'm very happy with the program right now. Yeah, you know, it's kind of going the way. You know, one of the things. Are you playing vintage soul? Are you playing your own stuff? We're playing vintage, vintage soul. Really? Yeah. Like what? What era? Eighties. We do Marvin. Yeah. Um, we do Chaka Khan. Uh huh. Um, we are going to be doing some Beyonce. Um, really? Well, yeah, I know. It's like. Um, we're doing um, 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 uh, Luther. Luther. Um, Martin Luther. <laughs> I hear he had Which a lot of. One? He had a lot of soul. Yeah, a lot of soul. Yeah, he probably did. Um, Luther Vandross. You know, I mean, the whole percussion thing when he put the sixteen, uh, the theses on the on the door. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, well, that, I was, you were that say was a. Notes. That would have been the other one. Yeah, um, that was that was that was he, he had a he had a funky he had a funky thing with a hammer. Yeah, he surely did, and, and uh, <laughs> he was improperly treated. I'm sure. <laughs> this seems funny that he's Lutheran, and that yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They make so many jokes about Lutheran folk on on the uh, Prairie Home Companion. Yes, but you're actually talking about Luther Vandross. Yes, I'm talking about Luther Vandross. I, I kind of thought that. Who who? Um, yeah. Everyone, everyone. I mean, everybody likes the guy. He's adorable. Singer, yeah. Just absolutely yeah, terrific. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievably talented. Mm-hmm. You just kind of wonder, um, yeah, that much, you know, how much, how much talent can you get into one vessel? <laughs> yeah. There you go. One of those kind of guys. Are you playing any tunes that you had anything to do with in L.A.? Um, not exactly. Um, no, we're not. It is kind of funny, though. Um, I've been in bands. Yeah. You know, that, um, oh, my God, are we going to play that one? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was in a band and we were doing I'll Be Good. I'll be good. Oh, yeah. And I'm going, uh, played the bass on this tune. <laughs> <laughs> you did? Yeah. On the, on the original? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wait a minute, who did that? I forget. Oh, uh, it's uh, Renee and Angela. Who? Yeah. They're, um, they had one big record. Uh-huh. Um, and the band broke up like about a month before it. I'm sure it's platinum now, but it, yeah, it, that's the one. I'll be good to you, good to you, good to you. That's no, 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 no. That's Johnson Brothers. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'd have to do some research because I actually worked with George Johnson. Did you? Yeah. Um, huh. I think it was a song for Irene Cara. Huh. Was I Qu- didn't know. Was Quince, um, Quincy involved? No, it was over at his house. I oh. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever work with like, Quincy? No, that 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 was. You know, I hear some regret going on there. I tried to get there. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. that was on my plate, you know, for me to. Yeah. That was the challenge. I got so close to that that um, that uh, it's almost hair raising. Let's just put it that way. Jeez. Yeah. Just like you know, near miss on several huh. occasions. Huh. Um, huh. Yeah, I. I um, um, there is a movie. Uh huh. About. Uh, Black Godfather. Huh. Um, I don't want it to sound like I'm bragging or anything because I'm not. It's mostly like the way you can keep doing things, and you got to keep doing things more. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, and you go like you can't get frustrated, or you can't go like deserve that, or or well, I'm I don't deserve that. You can't. You just have to do what you're doing, but you have to keep doing it. Um, that anyway. Uh, there's a movie called Black Godfather, uh-huh. and it's about Clarence Avant. And uh-huh. he would be at my place of work every three weeks, you know. And I didn't, I wasn't really privy to why he was there. This was a real gangster. Nope. He oh, okay. got started as, um, no, I mean, you're interpreting others. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That um, yourself being, you know, the, a godfather would mean a different thing to you than yes. the normal population. We would you, you just directly go there. I am Sicilian. Yes, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know you're Sicilian, so you would say Godfather. Yeah. We know right. what that means. Yeah. Well, they, they use it as a as a moniker. Gotcha. He was the gotcha. man that that he arranged things for people. He got people together. Uh-huh. So just as an example, um, my boss, uh, Howard Rice, um, uh, I met him because he he was the one that helped Richard Perry put together the the Pointer Sisters' big record. Uh huh. Um, we had to interface because they weren't done. He had to actually show me what the re- what the songs, how they were going to go. So I'm wow. I'm having meetings and rehearsals with him uh-huh. th- of stuff that's not even on the record yet. So when we left out on the road, um, we would be playing the songs kind of the way they were supposed to be going. Yeah, mostly. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, so he coached me. So I got to know Howie, and then I th- we became socially friends because he remained friends with. Um, uh-huh. Uh, June Pointer and, and June and Bill. And, um, but, it, you know, I'd see him socially and I'd, I'd say, come on, man, call me, call me. I'll do anything you want. What are you working on? Gladys. Next time. Well, yeah, what are you working on? Gladys. Um, what are you working on? Gladys Knight. Oh, okay. Well, call me, man. I'll do anything you want, you know? Yeah, yeah. Any, anyway, eventually I ended up at his studio uh-huh. on another project and I'm going, you know, I've been bugging this guy for two years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a funny story. 
Anyway, um, I said to him, you know, I got this song, and um, it's not finished. You want to finish it with me? <laughs> and he goes, um, well, what are you doing tomorrow? Huh. And I'm going, you tell me. You know, I said, well, okay. So I left my gear. Yeah. He said, well, leave your gear. Yeah, no problem, because my gear had been there for a couple of days anyway. Yeah. And we were actually working on a song that was, that was going to go on a Michael Jackson record. A friend of mine wrote. Uh-huh. It didn't make it, but you know, Quincy got involved, and he yeah. said, yeah, you guys are lucky. You, you, this is going to be an okay. Then, of course, it didn't. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so um, the, the following way we start, it says there's no engineer. So Howie comes to me and he says, well, what do you think, Rams? Can you, can, you, can you get this thing to work? Which is a giant Neve 8068. Yeah. You know, 32 channels. Like the coolest mixing console ever. Um, anyway, um, let's turn that off. The, uh, <laughs> um, sorry about that. And so I said, well, give me a half an hour, and if I get a sound, let's just keep going. So I got, I got a sound out of it. Yeah. And basically, we got the song going. We wrote the song. And I worked for him for five years, and we kept pitching the song to different people. <laughs> and no one, no one nibbled. Wow. You know? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, the song was a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, little Bubble Gummy. We had the gal from Shalimar uh, <laughs> sing the lead on it mm-hmm. and help, help us write it. Uh, Delisa Davis, I, no, she's not with them anymore. But anyway, there was people involved that were. Yeah. But anyway, what it ensued was I ended up working with Howard Rice for five years. Yeah. And I realized after watching the movie, because I didn't know this when I was working in L.A., um, basically 87 to 92, mm-hmm. um, that half the gigs we got were from Clarence. Huh. I didn't know that he was that person. Uh-huh. Um, you know, until I saw the movie, and then I'm I lo- I'm looking at the movie, and I know everybody in the movie. <laughs> I'm going, oh, that's what he was doing. <laughs> um, yeah, and the only people they don't know in the movie are our current vice president, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Bill Clinton. <laughs> Pretty much everybody else. It's like, hey, man, what's up? You know, um, um, the fellow that was head of Black Music over at Warner Brothers, which is the he's the executive producer of fresh prince of la um but yeah all, all the folks in the in the movie um yeah huh. it was kind of weird and all of a sudden i realized that he was the guy that he was the guy that was looking out for us he's the guy that got us you know he got us the gig with whispers yeah he got us the gig with gladys he came to us and said well you know what well he, he didn't talk to me personally but but you know like how he told me so well they need us to write a song you know <laughs> and 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 uh, Anytime you're ready. Anyway, um, so we, we get started. The song was done in about a day. Yeah. Um, or a day and a half, and we presented it to, to Gladys, because they came to us, um, um, Al Teller from, from um, Universal, um, MCA Records, um, had said that there's no hit on her record, uh-huh. which there wasn't. Yeah. Um, there was nice songs and stuff, but there wasn't something that was going to be compelling on the radio. And she was at that stage where she didn't look like Janet Jackson anymore. Yeah. And she never sounded like that anyway. Right. So they were, the guy, they were trying to do that with her. Uh-huh. And we just wrote something that was kind of Gladys Knight-ish. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she sang it, and, and it got a lot of needle drops. The, huh. the, the, one of the industry magazines said it got the same number of, Needle drops as, do, 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 what is it? Um, the 
the the the Michael Jackson tune, huh. Black and White. Uh-huh. Did is, you ever work with Michael Jackson? I did. Did you? On his little movie, Captain EO. Really? Yeah. What was that like? Um well, okay, so there's there's stories of, there's lots of little stories that have little humorous things. So so I get there, you know, of course, it's at, it's at Debbie Reynolds' studio, uh-huh. and, and, you know, the curtains are drawn, so nobody knows who's going to be there or whatever, because he <laughs> rehearsed at different places uh-huh. every day. Uh-huh. And I didn't have to worry about that. I'll have to show up, you know, because they had the instruments there for me. Right. So I show up, and they had sent me the tunes, so I learned the songs, and or learned the song. Uh-huh. So I start playing the song, you know, we start playing the song, and Michael runs over to me, and he says, you're playing it wrong. It Ooh. goes like this. Wow. And I'm going, forget that it's Michael. Just pay attention. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so he sang it to me. And I'm going, oh, my God. That's <laughs> 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 like, whoa. Um, yeah, he was blisteringly accurate when he was singing. It was like, yeah, that, wow. that guy's no joke. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's real. And, yeah. and, it's, and when he's this, this close, yeah, yeah. it's very real. <laughs> um, so he's singing it to me. And all of a sudden, I, oh, shit, it's backwards. <laughs> so I had the bars reversed. So I already knew how to play it. Yeah. So all I did was reverse. And it was like, I, th- I looked like a genius. You know, I was like, oh, wow, I learned it so quick. But I mean, that was, it was kind of like this ostinato, you know. Yeah. But um, I didn't really, I mean, that was the total interaction, you know. But I, yeah. I just was, you know, I looked like I was really happening. Because I got, I nailed his fix in, in seconds. Huh. Um, and yeah, of course he was gracious. Um, I, like I said, I didn't really interact with him. I only worked with him for a couple of days on this yeah, thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was me and another drummer, Gordon Peake, this guy that he was playing with actually, actually Eddie Martinez knows him cause yeah. he was, he was on the tour with the George Drew group, George Drew, uh, Stanley Clark group. Uh-huh. Um, good drummer. Uh-huh. And, um, I, I'm watching Michael do his choreography and then he's telling us what to play to match what they're doing uh-huh. and um acapella wow and he's doing his he's doing his dance routines huh. it was it was unbelievable <laughs> you know yeah i mean here i am 20 feet from this guy that's just ripping the baddest shit you've ever seen in your life huh. um and i'm going yeah i knew it was real but i didn't know it was i mean that's what it looks like and the and the vocals were acapella and that's what it sounds like huh. yeah real very real Wow. You know, it wasn't no second, it wasn't no sound check. It was the real thing. <laughs> yeah. And then he asked us to record it and that was the end of our job. So we went down to Westlake Audio and put it on tape and because we had we'd nailed the form yeah. and you know, executed the way the song went and that was the end of us. <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah, so in two days, um Quincy never showed up. You know, uh, he wasn't part of that anyway. Uh, that was uh, the Star Wars people. Yeah, but yeah, Eddie George Mar- Lucas. Lucas Lucas yeah. Productions. Yeah. Eddie Mar- Eddie Martinez was? He was part of that? No, Eddie Martinez played with Gordon Peake, the drummer that was the drummer. Oh, okay. It was just me and a drummer on it. Okay. And then, of course, when they put the music together. Did you ever play with Jennifer Batten when she was in L.A.? No. Okay. No, no, I did not. Well, she's a force of nature. Well, I did. I played with her for a while here. Did you? Yeah, she was, yeah I thought it was really fun. She kind of changed up her thing. She went and did a, a tour that was not so much with musicians as like the story of guitar uh-huh. and uh-huh. her story. Well, let's get to your current band. Oh yeah. <laughs> How many pieces are you using? There are six of us. Yeah. Yeah. And who are they? Or, or like most Portland bands, are they interchangeable? Well, 
we've had to be a little bit interchangeable, but that's <laughs> not the philosophy. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we are, okay, so everything kind of blew up in my face after New Year's. Oh. Um, where we ended up um, replacing um, a lot more people than I thought I would. Um, but uh, the people that I have now actually came to me and asked me if they could be in the band. Huh. You know, so um, it's, it's a little di- different dynamic. Um, I'm playing with people that I've wanted to play with for years. Really? Like, like 20 who? years. Like who? Well, I have um, Randy Smith playing bass, uh-huh. who is wonderful. Good guy. I mean, I've known him some for some, known him for some time, and no, he's a great guy to work with. Um, interesting. He's been leading his own band for a while, and and Eddie Wright, our singer, who's Saida's cousin, huh. um, very talented fellow. Um, he said, well, "Well, no, no, we can't get that guy. He'll run the whole band because he has his own band, <laughs> you know. And he, you know, he he runs his own. Yeah, but that's usually that's not usually that, yeah that's not how it goes. Guys that are that have some kind of band leading experience, yeah. um, usually are, they work better as members because they know what the leader, you know what I mean? They've yeah. seen it from both sides now. Anyway. Right. So that, that I'm just, and, and you know, Randy's kind of a funkster and we do, we do a couple of Ohio player, player tunes uh-huh. and, um, like which ones we do fire. Fire. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I know that Randy is, um, He's a, a meticulous fellow. Yeah. He li- yeah. yeah, he's going to get it right. Uh-huh. And, and, and he wants that, which is, I really take great pleasure in that because that's kind of me as well. All the details count. So I start off with the wrong siren. You know, the, <laughs> well, right. I started with that one because that's the only one I got in my keyboard. <laughs> and he said, well, no, no, you gotta, he didn't say, no, 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 you got to change it. And he, so he came to me and said, well, are you going to think about getting the other siren, which is a fire truck, which right. Yeah, thing, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I'm going like, yeah, well, I just, I just got to find it. Let me you know, get it. So I brought it, you know, to, yeah. to the gig. And he was like, yeah, cool, man. I heard the new siren. <laughs> it's like the least important part, right? Because the song is, you know, everybody in the band kind of knew it. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm playing the, the, the Rhodes part because uh-huh. that's what it is. Uh-huh. And then also the horns verbatim. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, and the, the horn sound, I mean, people will talk about why well, you're playing horns. That's kind of fake. But, you mean playing um, horns on the keyboards? Yeah. Yeah. Except it's not. Right. You know, um, I, I, I did a lot of, that's what I did a lot of in L.A. Uh-huh. Is, is, I played on, <laughs> I played on records where Jerry Hay would do half of it. And, uh-huh. and then they'd call me to do the rest of the half. You know, of course, they'd pay him a little bit more than me. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, his horns would be fabulous, but mine uh-huh. would not be substandard. Yes. You know, and thank God that he'd do the ones that were. Yeah. You know, they, they, it requires work to make synthesizers make sounds that sound like, you got to be a horn player. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. and, yeah, horns are better. I mean, I had a salsa band, what, for 12 years? Sure. Um, and, yeah, we had real horns, uh-huh. you know. Um, when we didn't have a trombone, I played the trombone parts, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. there was not enough room or not enough money. We had a great trombone player. Guy come down from Olympia. Um, wonderful guy. Huh. Um, yeah. Uh, no, you, you do what you got to do. I, I think that if you don't spend time on the sounds, then it just sounds a little goofy. Yeah. But um, no, the Ohio player things, things, yeah. 
It's I know the one thing you cannot replicate with the Ohio players. What? The album covers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have that in my um, what is it, toolbox. I don't have that. You know, the album covers, it's like, yeah, those are some of the most fetching oh, the, photo art yeah, ever. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't, I just wonder, there's no, way, no one we can ask to figure out how they came up with that. Right. <laughs> um, I wish there was a point, though. You know, it was Randy actually was, uh, he did a bunch of shows with him. He was, he was uh -huh. the opening act. He, wow. Yeah, he did that. He's, he uh -huh. was out, out on the road with him, went to Canada and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, you know, I, I just, I enjoyed the I loved them. I thought they were terrific. Yeah. They were a great combination of, you know, like the funkiest funk. Right. And then also there was an element of jazz. It was kind of like sure. old school, like right. I was talking about, Blue Note, you know. Right. Um, yeah, the, the piano player was wonderful, and and the oh, I play them on the, I play them all the time on my radio. Yeah, show. well, the, the, you know the guitar player, Sugar. Yeah, Sugarfoot? yeah. He played he played with Miles Davis. Did you I, know that? I never knew that. No, he yeah, no Miles. He Jeez. got tapped by Miles. Wow. Yeah, no, he, that guy was crazy bad. You know what I played last week on the show? Honky Tonk by Miles Davis. Oh yeah, that's an amazing piece. You, you know what? I can't separate it from. I've listened to that stuff relentlessly. Yeah. You know, yeah. once I got to Bitches Brew, I, all uh -huh. that stuff, I just, yeah, yeah it was yeah. all over it. I saw him, yeah. I saw him nine times. I, I always wonder if the, if the legendary story about Betty Davis is true, that she was the one who got him into funk. That's the story, you know, his, his ex-wife, Betty Davis, not so the I actress. Know. Yeah. <laughs> um, she just died recently. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of too bad. I saw her. How was it? I, was she nuts? My God, it was incredible. There was, I went to. I was living in Baltimore, and I went to this this nightclub, and it was about ninety eight percent black, and it was about ninety five percent gangster. <laughs> and uh, you know, this this was this was in the early eighties, and okay. she comes up on stage, and the toughest men in the room melted into puddles. Okay. Because she was just took over everything. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. She is on the cover of Feliz de Kilimanjaro. Right. And it's Cicely right. Tyson that's yeah. on Nefertiti. Right. right. Um, but that yeah. was the, the, the thing was, the story goes, and she's, that's what she says too, is that she, she turned him on to Sly. That makes sense. And all of a sudden, he's playing funk. Well, there was another thing, too, that, that I heard, is that he, you know, he, he had, he was, he was doing um, um, In a Silent Way. He was, he was there. Yeah, yes. You know, In a Silent Way, if you listen right. to it, isn't really that far away from Miles in the Sky. Right. They, you know, it's kind of right. like, if you, if you hear that, and yes. then, of course, logically next, it's Bitches Brew. Right. Um, and, and then, uh, of course, Jack Johnson, and then next is, is Live at the Fillmore. Yeah. Live at the Fillmore, it's like, actually, I saw them right then. So I did saw I. Them. I saw them at the Fillmore East. Oh, you did? Okay, so, yeah. so I saw them when they came here ah. after they recorded Friday, yeah. what was it, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Wednesday, uh -huh. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I spent way too. Yeah, I, uh, the joke is for is, is if you want to know what's wrong with Ramsey, yeah. I listened to Live at the Fillmore way too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just, I, I mean, you know, I, I, it just sounds like magic to me. Yeah, you know? um, yeah, but uh, a, a little chaotic. But um, I know. Yeah, I really like that. And a couple of pretty decent. 
keyboard players. Yeah, they were, <laughs> yeah, they were they just reaching the stage where they weren't beginners anymore. No. Um, <laughs> no. Well, I didn't get to. I saw. I got to see Michael Henderson's first night. Did you? And and um, that was when Chick left and went to Europe with Circle. Yeah. Anthony Braxton. And yeah, Anthony Braxton. Yeah. I, I I met him a couple of times. Anthony Braxton. Is a nice fellow. Strange. Oh, okay. Very, very well, strange. Well, as you might expect. Yeah, yeah. Won't yeah. talk to Chick. Wouldn't talk to Chick. Really? Yeah. <laughs> don't don't I mention didn't. his name. Don't even talk. I about never him. knew that. Yeah. No. There's a, there's a whole thing that happened, but <laughs> we can share more happy stories <laughs> than, the, than the European story of Circle um, with Barry Ashel and um, yeah. uh, the bass player that everybody loves. Oh, uh, guy from England. Uh, he was he's on he's on live at the Fillmore. That guy. Uh, um, yeah. No, it wasn't Michael Henderson. It wasn't the uh, previous. Yeah. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, English fellow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see, he's, he's, everybody loves that guy. Yeah. Why does everybody like that guy so much? Well, listen to how he plays. Right. Um, and then, and then came Mahavishnu, and then that, just everything was every the whole world was different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's funny. I have stories about that too. Mahavishnu. Yeah, um, it's not that long. I saw them, and this was at a time when when booking agents were not really that talented because opening, and Mahavishnu was the opening band for Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show. <laughs> well, but the, okay, so that, you, you know, that's great. However, there was uh, Bill Graham Presents. Yeah. That was, that I don't know that that might have changed the whole thing. Could have been. So what's your Mahavishnu story? Well, my uncle is a music fan. Uh-huh. He was my biggest fan, uh-huh. my dad's brother. And he played piano, and he knows every song. This guy knows, I mean, I know 1,500, 2,000 songs. Yeah. This guy could sing 4,000 songs. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, uh, first time I stayed at his house um, as an adult, you know, I was driving up. Um, right after I moved to L.A., I got a car and drove up to visit my folks. And um, I stopped at his house. But the reason I stopped at his house is because the wheel came off of my new Chevy wagon. Literally. <laughs> it, the, 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 the wheel came off. So um, they towed my car to Farbaugh, and I stayed with my uncle for three days. He had, he had a Steinway piano in his house and literally would not let me not play music the whole time <laughs> you know we'd, we'd start like at you know two o'clock in the afternoon or whatever you know after lunch at some point and i'd just, just keep going you know <laughs> and i had just left boston so it was all this student thing that i was all into and a zillion tunes and and he'd go well what about this one what about this one play that one play you know and i, I just keep <laughs> going we'd be really seriously four o'clock in the morning and still going and, you know, he loves jazz, so, you know, it wasn't just like play the tune, stop, play the tune, stop. No, I'd play the song and play jazz, you know, just play the whole thing. Yeah. And um, and play solos and, you know, like, yeah, he was, he was loving it. He was just, he was, he was going nuts. He was, anyway, and he goes, well, Rams, I think I got another green bomb in the fridge. <laughs> if you got another song going, <laughs> it's like 30, 30 or 4 o'clock in the morning. And I'm going... <laughs> Let's go for it, you know. <laughs> one more, one more chorus of "Stella by Starlight," or, or you know, um, yeah, it was it was incredible staying with him. And then, of course, the car got fixed, and uh, and, I, and I went up to visit my folks. But um, I had I came back. What's really stupid? I came back, 
to where he lived in East Bay, and um, I was touring, uh, just a little mini tour with a friend. Um, and uh, um, yeah, I was a little trio with a gal singing. The singer gal was a really good singer, but uh, so Michael Junkum playing drums and Steve Marston playing bass. And he came to every gig early and left late. I mean, uh -huh. he was in love with that, you know. She came back to, she's San Francisco gal, came back and did a um, Channel 7 uh -huh. blurb, and, and then we played a bunch of joints, you know. It's yeah. kind of like she figured out what she wanted to do. In order, yeah. In order to make it happen, so everywhere we went, we had folks. Yeah. But it was super fun. But the wheel came off on the way, <laughs> on the way up, to, up to San Francisco again. Same car. Wheel wow. came off. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, so we fit all my fit, fitted all my electric piano and whatnot into into Michael's um, 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 little Honda <laughs> and kept on going. Was, I don't know. And then by the on the way back, put my stuff in the car and went back to Burbank. But yeah. What I don't does know, that, that have to do with was, Mahavishnu? Um. Yeah, that's right. How does Mahavishnu? <laughs> it's okay. That's all right. That's that, you know what I don't know. Well, all the right. Mahavishnu story is, is I'm still in Oregon, right? Yeah. I'm like 18 or 19, and they got a gig. Oh, my uncle Jim, right? Yeah. He calls me up like you know, like day, like yeah. Saturday or whatever it is, uh -huh. and he said, "Rams, I met this guy. His name is 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 Hammer, Jan <laughs> Hammer, and and you know I was having drinks at the so and so place, and and he was there, and he seemed like a nice fellow, so I went up and talked to him, you know, and. And, and, you know, he's a piano player. He plays with this this orchestra. Um, anyway, I told him all about you. You should go to the show and introduce yourself. You know, I told him all about you. Just go backstage and knock on the door, and they'll, they'd love to meet you. And I was nuts about him. Yeah. I had the first record in Mountain oh, yeah. Flame, and I'd learned half the record already. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was already there. Anyway, um, they didn't sound so good at the snits. Really? I couldn't hear a note they played. I'm oh, going, this geez. is horrible. I oh. can't go talk to them, you know. Uh, it'll be embarrassing. But the opening act was kind of interesting. Yeah? It was Taj Mahal. Huh? Which is kind of an odd booking, right? Taj Very Mahal. odd. Not well, as odd as Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show. No, no, show, no. But... <laughs> you can't beat that. <laughs> right. Well, how about, how about um, the, the Iron Butterfly and, and um, what's his name? The drummer with the big band uh, that Johnny Carson liked so much. Um, uh, oh, um Buddy Rich? Buddy Rich, yeah. Buddy Rich and the Iron Butterfly. <laughs> you know, he, would, he, he basically had said that he would get acts together. Yeah. You know, kids come out and see that 15-minute drum solo. I'm going to show you a drum solo. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, you know, yeah. Um, no, he would do that with acts. So anyway, um, Taj Mahal comes out and he does his thing. And, and I don't remember, I don't remember the, how much of a band there was. But it seems like there would have been a band to some degree. Uh -huh. But anyway, he comes out and he starts doing Sweet Home Chicago and he's playing upright bass. Yeah. Singing it. And these four gals walk up. They kind of <laughs> slither out, you know. Yeah. And I'm looking. I'm, oh, God, I've never seen anything that looks like this. <laughs> What's going to happen? And they did the harmony. So it was him singing the lead and the huh. bass, playing uh -huh. the bass. And they were the band. So they were doing oohs and ahs and doos wow. and stuff. And then they sang the choruses, kind of. They did a couple uh -huh. songs. Yeah. And my job, jaw hit the floor. I'm going, <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> They're all my age. Yeah. 
Yeah. Never heard anything like that. Uh -huh. I'd seen Ray Charles with the Ray Letts. Yeah. And was blown away with, yeah, those are what, now, now that's what backgrounds sound like. Right. Um, anyway, so, yeah, well, guess who it turned out to be? Who? Pointers. Ah. <laughs> I'm in, 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 um, we're in Corpus Christi basically doing nothing. Yeah. We, you know, they got a gig that was significantly more money than they usually get from right. doing gigs. Yeah. Don't ask me why I knew the money. Um, but I did. Um, kind of maybe because I was band leader. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a silly gig in Corpus Christi for an oral magnate's debutante party. <laughs> and we're playing in a cave. I don't, I don't know the explanation for that. And um, one minute we're doing the show, you know, not a lot of people there, but obviously somebody's got some money. Yeah. And, and you know, not a high-pressure gig, and the electricity goes out. So they're sitting there singing, I'm so excited, with drums and acoustic piano, except the acoustic piano's shut because the mics are... And, you know, there's a lot of other instruments on that song. They're all kind of looking at each other, going like, okay, now what? Light, you know, the lights came back on, it, you yeah. know, kind of like as soon as we ended the song. But, um, yeah, so that, just that to be poignantly part of the story. So I'm hanging out with, I mean, you know, we'd hang out. Yeah. Um, it especially there was spare, spare time. So I said to, I think I was hanging out with June and Anita. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure all three were there, but I think Ruthie might've left early um, in the conversation. So I'm going, you know, I'm from Portland, right? And they go, yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> what you, you, um, you guys know Taj Mahal? And they said, oh yeah, we love Taj Mahal. Do you guys work with Taj Mahal? <laughs> oh yeah, we love Taj Mahal. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're going, no. It is a, yep. I was there. And go, no. And I'm going, what do you mean no? Well, that was the first gig and there was no rehearsal. <laughs> so in, I expletive going like, you guys, let's get out. I can't help you. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like, literally. So I w went to see Mahavishnu and the coolest thing that I had seen to date was their no rehearsal first gig. Um, and, and, and yeah, the look was great. <laughs> but their singing was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that Sweet Home Chicago is not a song that you need to rehearse. No. <laughs> so but, you're going to have, uh, you, you get a lot of gigs uh, for the summer? Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. We're playing, I, um, should have brought a calendar. Yeah. But yes, yeah, we, all the gigs that we wanted to get, yeah. you know, that you go like begging to get, we're, we got a lot of them. Yeah. So we're playing Portland Parks. Uh -huh. We're playing um, Balloon Fest. We're uh -huh. playing Juneteenth. Uh -huh. We're playing Cathedral Park. Uh -huh. We're playing. And I will be introducing you oh. if I'm recovered from my surgery in time. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait for the recovery and I can't wait for the introduction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that'll be great. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the other one we're playing in Dallas. Uh -huh. And so far, so good. So, and we have another one in Milwaukee. These are all civic gigs uh -huh. that are, you know, the city city park gigs. You know? Yeah. And so that's a lot. Yeah. And they're all for significantly more than the asking price used to be. So wow. I'm, I'm really happy about that. Well, congratulations. Yeah. It's like, what Now happened? all you have to do is have a hit. <laughs> now all you have to do is have some recordings that I can play on the radio. That's for true. For Christ's sake, yeah. Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got to get moving with that. Well, the you band, gotta, you, the band, send well, me it some... seems like the band is new, but it's not. It's new as per 
New Year's. Send me some music that I can play on the radio. Yeah, we got to do that. You yeah. know? Go with the studio. And if, you, if, if you send me anything in the next week or so, I'll from anything you're doing, I will put it at the end of this story. Okay. Right. Please? I got to beg. Yeah, you got to beg. Well, I got to beg. Well, yeah, I got to... Um, <laughs> I got We've got platforms for you. Set up time to do some recording and and just pick some songs. Yeah. Best thing is you know rather than put pressure on people, let's just do a couple of not so original tunes, and then put together some original things. Yeah. Because there's 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 it's, there's no lack anything. Of, yeah. It'll immediately go on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was having a conversation about that that it, that's kind of like a culture, you know last five years I lived in LA that's all I did you know was was well I, re- I worked as the recording engineer for this guy's studio yeah and, and yeah, he yeah, yeah we made records right but his real job was he was a songwriter for MCA uh-huh. music and you know um so there was a lot of songwriting going on yeah and um if you're a songwriter and you have a certain mark yeah as in money Per song, yeah, um, and you write one song, and you well, say if you have to write ten songs, and that yeah, okay, so you write ten songs, but if you write them by yourself, then you get the credit for the ten songs, right. and and then you fulfill your contract. Right. Well, let's say there's two writers on the song. <laughs> if there's two writers on ten on on the songs, that means you got to write twenty. <laughs> if there's three writers. Yes. You have to write 30. If there's four writers, Jesus. you have to write 40 songs. Each song takes at least two weeks to uh-huh. get to demo stage, yeah. you know, so that you yeah. can listen to it. Right. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's like all day long that you do right. this. Um, right. I'm amazed that we finished as much as we did. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a culture because that's all I did. Right. You know, um, and I literally, I don't know how I did this, <laughs> but I, I can repeat what I, there's nobody denies it, but right. I can repeat what I said when I knew what I was doing it. And that uh-huh. was 16 hours a day. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't even, you know, we, I submitted songs to like, you know, Smokey Robinson. Yeah. You know, yeah. to, you know, obviously Gladys that worked whispers had several artists that, um, that that I mean for every artist that that a song would fly on there'd be like 20 that the song would go right that would be the end of that you know um yeah you don't want to those stories are so ridiculous well that's okay yeah um uh you you still have your website yeah okay it'll be on the page here okay and everything that you can't remember about where you're playing will be right there yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and one of these days we'll be able to hear what you fucking sound like there you go yeah. well if you come to cathedral Would you park pl- i know no it'll, it'll be no 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 people listen online yeah they do they do they do they do well the the, the other thing is is that you, you know we do have new people we have um i understand we got six people in the band and four of them are kind of new yeah um yeah. and you know we we like the other day i mean you got to do the right thing if you're band leader. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I don't look as look at you know like if there's disaster you mm-hmm. know you're coming up against the wall and there's a disaster yeah. you can yeah. see it yeah like if you're driving you can look through the windshield yes. and you can see it coming right you know things go into slow motion yeah well um we ended up missing one of the members uh-huh. 15 minutes before we're starting oh boy at nine o'clock at Clyde's Aye. you know so I'm on the phone and um <laughs> I get done with my little phone conversations of which there were several I go inside and tell our boss that um, we're going to be a few minutes late. Oh! <laughs> he said, "No worries, oh. no worries." And we started 15 minutes late. Yeah. So it, it the I mean, with another bass player. Yeah. You know, and it's like, um, yeah, I it, it, there was I felt awful about the guy that wasn't up to playing. Yeah, sure. And and. Uh, I left the book home, so the guy that yeah. came would have been better if there had been a book that he could have read. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, it was a little outside of the plan. I don't have time to go home and get it. Right. So, uh. Um, uh, uh, uh. anyway, so at the end of it, it was a fine night. Yes. And then Good. the other thing is, like, the absence of panic and the fact that it got <laughs> handled was, it, 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 it basically... It was not just a success. Yeah. It was a feather in my cap. Absolutely. So this is the kind of band leader I am. Right. I'm the one that just does the right thing yeah. and makes sure that nobody knows. And I didn't say anything to the audience. Yeah. Please thank our friend for coming out and doing yeah. such a great job on, yeah. you know. No, I didn't say nothing. I'm no, just gonna, We're no, going to get through the end that, of the night and then best. I'll tell my friends that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that really didn't oh, go like no, I thought. No reason the audience needs to know. No, that. they don't need to know. That's that's no. just not professional to do no. that. Um, so I, I, yeah, and and it was fine. But but then yeah. the other thing is, the new members uh-huh. were impressed. Well, good with the level. Good. Um, All right. Well, look. Thank you very much for coming in. I really appreciate it. This has been fabulous, as I knew it would, because I'm, you know, wild. I have this little window between, you know, getting back here at the cafe and the next surgery, which is next week when we're recording this. Um, I just wanted to bring in some of my favorite people. Oh, well, I'm glad. And Lloyd-Jones was one, and, and you, of course. So thanks, appreciate it. Well, I'm 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 enamored to know that I'm one of your favorite people. <laughs> and as as we like to say at the end of all of these, that's entertainment. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Right. And we'll go out with this beautiful reading of Billy Strayhorn's Lush Life by Ramsey Embick.
Thank you.